Dessert. Welcome to the podcast that says no to goals and yes to doll. In this episode, we'll blather on for a bit about what's been getting us out of the house. Before moving on to our main topic, summer. Yes, summer. What is it? Uh, who invented it? Is it safe? Actually, it's more about where to go and what to do, what to drink. Yeah, sorry, I was busking it a bit there. After that, we'll cover current affairs in a section we call the current affairs section. Current affairs section. Current <laughs> affairs section. Who did invent summer anyway? Was it the Greeks? It wouldn't surprise me. Before pressing our head with our social media roundup, where we turn the mic on you and hear what you've been saying. And that's it. Uh, it sounds like about five minutes worth of content, doesn't it? How we drag it out for 45 minutes really is a mystery. I'm Dirty South. And I'm Dulwich Raider. We're in the sheaf. And this is my pint. So, Raider, what have you been up to? Oh, I'm still drinking my pint. <laughs> <laughs> well, although it seems quite a long time ago now, hmm. we did go to the Kibbert Beer Festival, didn't we? We did, yeah. It does seem like a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, a few, three weeks ago, is it? I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Last week? Yes, it yeah. was. <laughs> Uh, which is always a great pleasure, but it was uh, particularly brilliant this year because mm. I think the weather was superb, wasn't it? It was uh, gorgeous. Everyone yeah. was out on the rugby pitch. Uh, By the hog roast. Yeah, Charlton Rugby Club, isn't Charlton it? Charlton Park Rugby Charlton Club. Charlton Park Rugby Club, terribly sorry. Yeah, some wonderful beers, some great food, as you mentioned. One of my abiding memories was bumping into the band on the first night of the Champion Hill Billies. Oh, yes. They were playing, weren't they, in the corner, and uh, mm-hmm. as part of their recompense... They had been each given a chit, which read, the bearer of this token can consume as much ale as they want from the bar. Jesus, it's, it's like finding the genie of the lamp or something, really? isn't it? It's the golden ticket. Yeah. I mean, I thought maybe we should um, get, put the band back together for next Absolutely. year. yeah. I mean, we get in touch with Anna and say, uh, you know, we, maybe we could do a poetry reading or something like that. And yeah. Can we have the golden ticket, please, Anna? That's a great idea. I mean, imagine if Half Life was in a band, he'd bankrupt them. It, well, he was in a band, wasn't he? Didn't he play Maraca? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It used to be Maracas, but he needed the other hand to hold his pint. <laughs> we were going to do a little uh, podcast extra for the um, the beer festival, weren't we? Well, uh, indeed, we done. didn't end up uh, doing much recording because our guest didn't show up. Spider. Spider. Oh, that's Notoriously right. unreliable. He did ring the next day to say uh, he wasn't going to be able to make it yesterday, <laughs> which is uh, very helpful. Um, oh, some dear. people, you may be familiar with him uh, from our blog. We've mentioned Spider before. Hmm. Uh, some people have asked why he's called Spider. Uh, I think there's. Is a, it because he climbs up buildings? You'd think so, wouldn't you? But it's, it's more because of his engorged abdomen. Oh, yeah. Um, and tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, definitely a lesson there, isn't it, for guests? I yes. mean, if you don't turn up, Prepare we will be talking about your tiny penis. Yes, yeah. yes. Prepare for your genitals to be scrutinised. <laughs> what else have you been up to? You've been well, away, haven't you? I've been away, yeah. I've had a few days down on the Kent coast in Ramsgate in a, s- a small convalescence home. <laughs> <laughs> On the instruction of my doctor, um, I haven't been to Ramsgate for for many years, and it's pleasing to see that it's still re- delightfully rough around the edges. Oh, places. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I was worried it might be getting a bit shishy. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't gone full Whitstable yet. Right, um, but there are some very interesting uh, 
developments, especially around the sort of, uh, I think the west side of the harbour under the arches, there's lots of interesting bars and restaurants opening up there. Yeah. Um, micropubs? There's micropubs, yeah. Of course, The Conqueror is one of the original and award winning ones. That is amazing, yeah. yeah. It's like um, somebody's living room, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. And the hovelling boat is the new one uh, uh-huh. in town, or newish. But the thing that caught my eye was, do you remember the old pavilion down on the beach? On the beach, yes. Yeah, it had been lying really dormant, dormant yeah. and unloved for ten years or so, or yeah. more maybe. Yeah. Um, I think largely because it was built with a ghastly design oversight, mm. uh, in that the level of the floor ground floor was two feet lower than the level of high tide. Oh, for God's sake, really? Yeah. It's like a school project. Yeah, yeah, so it sort of gush out through the toilets at high tide and things. They wouldn't even come over the top. Well, it might so be quite told. nice though, to be at, you know, like at, a, at a bar, well, for instance, ice ring. With, your, with, your, with your feet in water. Yes. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that, because it's now been taken over by Weatherspoon. Ah. And they've made a, a magnificent start on refurbing the whole pavilion the roof looks superb it's going to ruin their carpet <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so you will be able to have a two because you know the pavilion is right on Randgate yeah. Sands it's yeah. right on the beach you'll be able to have a two pound pint on the sand it's quite oh. incredible so it's going to transform that front I think the big weather spoons and a shop and a restaurant of some description so they're doing franchises as well but it's going to bring that whole pavilion back to life and possibly put that spoons into the top five spoons in the world. Oh, you must do, surely. I mean, obviously there's the capital in yes. Forest Hill. Yes. But I've also heard tell of the Opera House in Tunbridge Wells, which oh. is actually an opera house. Wow, I didn't heard that. Well. Sounds like worth a trip, doesn't it? Yeah. We should possibly get hold of the World of Spoons guys and see if they want to do a, a Kent project. We could help. We could help them. Do a collab. Yeah, so that was uh, a uh, little time in Ramsgate. Meanwhile, I understand you've been... I've been to London. You've been to London? Yes, have you heard of it? No. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Yes, well, I had uh, American guests over, and Mm. um, so I got to see London as a tourist, which was uh, Mm. a bit of an eye-opener. Yeah. Um, Particularly as they had a, a... a toddler, so they uh, they had a buggy to push around, mm. uh, which makes a big difference when mm. you're, you're trying to get around the city, uh, because um, babies are a newfangled invention, um, yes. <laughs> as you know. Um, they they hadn't been invented by the time they they made the tube or even the DLR. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean the first place we tried to go to was uh, Mudshute City Farm, which mm. is yeah, you know, it's quite lovely being in a field of sheep with Canary Wharf in the background. Mm. But getting there from Greenwich, um, you go through the foot tunnel, of course. Of course, um, yeah. And uh, so, of course, naturally, one of the lifts was broken. Oh. Um, I mean, it was half term, so I mean, who would expect millions of people in Greenwich? Uh, so I think it was probably scheduled maintenance. Yes. Um, but that that sort of thing happened a lot where. You're trying to find, you know, lifts in particular on mm. on, on public transport, uh, and and there aren't any or the difficult interchanges. Mm. Um, and even uh, we went to Sea Life, you know, very popular tourist destination, and it was closed because there was a flood. <laughs> it's like they'd never dealt with water before. Um, I mean, it had been raining. I know that's not something that happens a lot in England. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it must have foxed them. 
Um, so yeah, it was an eye opener uh, because I think as a Londoner, you tend to discount places that are slightly difficult to get to naturally. You know, mm, um, mm. whereas if you're a tourist, you look at somewhere to go and then figure out how to do yes. it. Yes, yeah, yeah. You might not have made, the, might not have bothered really if no. you'd known how difficult it was to get there. No, yeah, exactly. that's a bit of a sad indictment, isn't it? Mm. I do remember talking spider. We had a, a day out being a tourist in our own town. And we went to Vinopolis. I think that's closed mm. now, isn't it? At London yes, Bridge. Yes, it is, unfortunately. Yeah. It was a sort of a history of wine emporium. Yeah. Um, and you could do things like drive a motorcycle through the Tuscan vineyards, couldn't you? Mm. Not, not literally, that I think, my... into a film screen sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that was my leaving present, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's for right, Vinopolis yeah. and Three Mates. Yeah, that's a pretty good present. That was, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they knew me well. Yeah. Um, so I was in there with um, Spider, and uh, you may remember then, you get sort of a dozen tokens to have a little taste of mm. a number of wines. And of course, uh, for us, this is brilliant at 11 o'clock in the morning, but for a group of large group of Japanese tourists, for some reason, didn't get into the idea of drinking before noon. Mm. And they left all their tokens on a little table on, on the exit. So we picked all these up. On the way out, and rapidly returned. Yes, you to can the go back. You can go back. Yeah, and um, started tasting all these wines. I lost Spider for a bit, and then um, I heard his media laugh in the distance. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like a seal with a tiny penis. <laughs> and um, I've discovered him in the absinthe room. <laughs> it does make with, the heart grow. With two me. two fistfuls of uh, tickets. Off his nut with all his new friends, they're all drinking absinthe. <laughs> yeah, that was just a brilliant day out as a oh, London tourist. Yeah, benefiting from other tourists. Sorry, that was a, that was an, an aside. Yes, do no, go no, on. Okay, well, speaking of travel and tourism, we had a, a junket um, mm. from Lonely Planet. Right. Uh, unfortunately, you were convalescing, and I had to go alone. Um, yes, oh, I drink. remember the text now. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I think the text ran something like, "It's all right. You wouldn't like it. Not really up your street. Full of hot girls and delicious beer for free." <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Yes, well, that was uh, that was very true. Yeah, Lonely Nights invited us along to taste uh, a beer that they were launching to go along with a book they were launching called "Global Beer Tour: A Guide to Beer Tasting at the World's Best Breweries." For you, did you just call them lonely nights? Did I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that says more about your social work. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> well, great idea for a book there. Like Must talk to Megan about nights. it. Yeah. And yeah, so they made this beer with uh, ingredients from five continents, which is a nice little concept. Um, and it was delicious, and the, uh, the brewer was there to uh, show us some other of his wares, uh, which included a Neapolitan ice cream pail. Oh. I know, it sounds terrible, doesn't mm. it? I mean, even he said, you know, it was uh, a terrible idea, but a great result. <laughs> right, I thought it, it tasted good. It did. I mean, you wouldn't have loads of them, uh, mm-hmm. but it was quite delicious, and it, it did remind you of childhood some way, mm. in, in some ways, which is unusual in a 6% IPA. <laughs> Um, but yes uh, it was very nice of them to invite us I think uh, there was a lot of love for deserter there I think Mm. um, uh, we may be seeing more of them excellent we're supposed to be going out for a drink with them aren't we so I can meet some of them you don't want to keep them all to yourself if I could yes I'd rather Uh, and sticking with London Mm. 
uh, I also went, uh, caught a bit of the Meltdown Festival. Oh, yeah. Uh, a fabulous uh, institution at the South Bank. Southeastern trains in celebration closed Waterloo East oh. and made it difficult to get to London Bridge <laughs> for it. But nonetheless, I made it to see uh, African Boy. Oh, yeah. Um, who was doing a free gig in the Claw Ballroom. Um, okay. Uh, the festival was being curated by MIA. Or, or is it Mia, as I like to call her? Right, yes. Which is, is it, Matt? Matt would know. Matt knows. He knows everything about music. Is no, it Mia? Sure. No, no. MIA. MIA. Go He's MIA. gone with MIA. Sorry, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people would know African Boy for his hit, uh, One Day I Went to Little, uh, a great uh, track about shoplifting in a budget supermarket. Um, and, uh, yeah, he did a fantastic set, with, uh, which started with a, a very powerful rap and then went through a very catchy set of Afro-pop and then finished with a like a heavy metal, punky heavy metal number. Mm. Um, it was all brilliant, and uh, I ran into Pompey Dunk from uh, oh, a yeah. couple of the other Dulwich Hamlet boys. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was uh, trying to claim African Boy uh, for Peckham because mm. his video for Hit Him Up uh, was filmed on a Peckham car park. But oh. uh, he is from Woolwich. Right. So, nice try, Dunk. <laughs> And then, um, of course, something I do remember was a glorious day back in the warming bosom of Southey Brewing. Oh, yes. How could you forget? Exactly. I mean, bits of it were forgotten. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just such a wonderful... Let's list some of the wonderful things about it. Why do we love it so much? Yeah, I mean, it's a bar. Yeah. It's a brewery. It's a bar again. Mm. It's full of beer. There's a brewery. Mm. And there's a bar. It's just... There's a lovely sit-down, isn't there? There's loads right. of breaks as well. Lots of breaks. <laughs> you got a bit tired during this brew day, didn't you? Yeah, you, get two, you get two hours off in the middle of the day. I, I, found, I found him in a skip. Oh, I did get here. Yeah. Uh, well, I was suffering. I've been at, the lonely, I've been at lonely nights the night before. Uh, I, was, uh, I was trying to get into a skip for a nap. But, yeah, I mean, you start drinking quite early, don't you? Yes, you do, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all part of the process, isn't it? Yeah, important to taste and keep tasting. And we were there to brew up another batch of Deserter IPA, mm-hmm. specifically for um, or to coincide with the Dulwich Hamlet Beer Festival, more of which are none. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also to create a special for that said festival. Indeed, a saison, uh, a summer style beer. Well, it used to be called a farmhouse beer, didn't it? It was brewed in the winter months and saved for summer for the, yeah. for the workers, the saisonnier. saisonnier. And um, so we've created this beer and we've decided to call it Deserter Football Saison. Oh, oh come on. That is go- <laughs> I mean, that is fucking genius, isn't it? <laughs> the Football Saison will be available exclusively at the beer festival. It's basically a Deserter IPA base, but then fermented using... A Belgian yeast, yes, and with the addition of, of coriander seeds, which yes. threaten to give us the notes of hot dog water, spam, and Ooh. celery. Oh, yeah, gone off it a bit. Let's <laughs> hope, let's hope it tastes a little bit better than it sounds. <laughs> Is there any truth in the rumor that uh, you drop some of your weed? into the batch? Uh, well, you know, I can neither confirm nor deny. However, uh, I was wondering where it's gone. 
Yeah, I'm not sure who started that rumour. It could have been me. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, if, you, if you're down uh, at the Dulwich Beer Fest, we may as well say where it is now, at Champion Hill. Of course. On the 24th and 25th of June. Yes. Come and see if we're high. Say, we're, say hi. Yeah. Say hi. Slip us some shrooms. Yes, if you are coming from the country, bring those mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. we did mention it last month and none of you have come forth with any. We've had no mushrooms. Yeah. Okay, should we move on to our main topic? Are you ready yes. or do you need a bio break? <laughs> <laughs> yes, what is our main topic? Here uh, comes the summer. Here comes the summer, you could sum it up as, couldn't you? Mm. Um, I'd like to dedicate this topic to a Dr. Bop oh. from East Ontario who emailed us in response to our uh, last newsletter emailed us what can only be described as a rant about his local weather forecast mm. for in East Ontario it is not yet summer there is 14 straight days of torrential rain <laughs> and the doctor, if indeed he is a doctor <laughs> took great exception to this mm. and um, it's like we're mocking him. Yes, he, he basically accused us of uh, not managing the weather properly in East Ontario. We, well, I haven't been keeping my eye on it. I, must have I haven't. No, I've added no. it to my um, you know, iPhone to -do weather app now. Mm. Uh, so I should be able to uh, keep Dr. Bop in... Uh, well, I'll let him know when it's summer, basically. Anyway, thanks, Doctor. So, yes, summer... Summer, in this section, we'll be talking about a little bit about a piece I put up on the site... About drinking, summer drinking. Yeah. Summer booze makes me feel fine. Mm -hmm. And then we'll move on to where to drink in public with a selection of the finest bring-your-own-beer places. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll talk about some summer pubs. And then you're going to finish off with some thoughts on what to do with your eyes now the football season has finished. Exactly. We all need help there. So, summer booze, um, do you have any particular summer favourites, Vinny? Uh, I wouldn't say I do, actually, but it was very interesting to read some, some variations from the uh, usual uh, pints of beer that I drink. Um, uh, I noticed you, you, know, you mentioned Lillet, which Lillet, yeah. I'd never heard of before and, mm. and came across for the first time last week. Did you? Yeah, having, having read your piece. Ah. Uh, I, I um, saw That's it. That's how it works. I should be on the Lillet Paola. Or you Lillet Paola. Yeah. Are you? No. no. Not yet. Um, Don't tell him that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I came across it at the Anchor and Hope um, on the cut. Ah, I think that's yeah. They're, they're, that's linked to the Campbell Alarms and the Franks guys, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I think it's the sister I, pub, isn't it? I mean, that was the, their original, I think. Yeah. So I, yes, I, I came across Lille at the Dulwich Pavilion, which is uh, at Dulwich Gallery. Yeah. So for the summer, the Pavilion's opening every Friday where, with a bar. Mm. Lille's on the menu, along with various other delicious concoctions, and the uh, permanent collection is free every Sunday, along with possibly some music and other events. Very good, yeah. Good to mix art and booze, I think. Absolutely. As long as you're not like Slater, who later the Tate was leaning against that Turner. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to light a fag. Where was I? The Lille. It's, it's, it's a sort of, we should say, what it is. It's a, EU classifies it as an aromatised wine. So it's a bit like the Cinzano Martini du Bonnet flavour, which I don't normally go for, but this one's slightly less medicinal and a bit less sweet. Yeah. Delicious. Refreshing. Ice, yeah. yeah. And um, so the boys from 
the boys from Campbell Arms who are running the pavilion at Dulwich introduced us to it, introduced me to it. They're, they're on a mission, sort of bring it to South London. They say no one buys it in their bars, mm. but still all their stocks mysteriously deplete each oh, month. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, natural wastage. Absolutely, yeah. natural wastage down the management necks. Yeah. So get there quick, otherwise I'll have drunk it all. Mm. The other summer drink I thought sort of hollered summer was cider. Mm. Uh, obviously, there's a big South London connection there with the Lambeth Country Show. Yes. But also, Cider Eye Up, Kev's pop-up cider bar in Loughborough Junction. Yeah. He has opened that twice already this year. It's opening again on the 7th, 8th, 9th of July. Another weekend in August, another weekend in September. He did drop me a note saying that back in the day, during the summer harvest, farmers would leave a large stone jar of cider at the end of the field to encourage the workers to work more quickly (laughs) and get to the row for refreshment. He lists, this is Kevin's three favourites, or three of his um, top sellers maybe, Uh, the rum cask, uh, which is cider matured in Jamaican rum barrels, very fiery taste and makes you talk like a pirate. <laughs> I, I spotted that at the uh, Blythill Tavern the other day. Did you? Yes. Well, that was that's a le- that isn't that pub, a cider pub of the year? I think it must. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've yeah. got like ten ciders on. Yeah. Them. I mean, God. I mean, the beer's so delicious. I would I never have time to get to the ciders. No. But yeah. Maybe in summer it's worth going for that. The yeah. uh, the rum cask. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the hedge layer. A medium cider, which Kev calls the gateway drug, <laughs> because it, uh, it what's, gets novices hooked on cider. I see. And they also do some higher strength sparkling ciders, which come out a bit like Prosecco. Mm. I remember those. They're delicious, and they usually have gone by day three, so you have to get in there early for those. Mm. I mentioned uh, so elderflower. I didn't mention rosé, but that's another bit, another sort of drink that comes up into the consciousness in summer, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I'm up for a dry rosé in the summer. Yeah, as long yeah. as it's dry. Yeah. Um, Matthias? <laughs> never met him. Yeah, and then there's beer. Of course. Have you tried, tried beer? I mean, I'm actually living by my own word here, by drinking a keg, uh, Gypsy Hill, Hill Cat. Yeah. Cat. Yeah. Um, so I think in the, in the summer, keg, you know, the overpriced, yes. super-freezed fizz that one normally avoids because it's three pounds more than the cask, mm. comes into its own a bit more. Yes, and there are a lot of keg beers that are designed especially for the keg rather than mm. the cask. I mean, mm. there, there are lots of brewers that don't do cask, like Colonel and mm. Cloudwater. Um, Cloudwater just stopped, didn't they? Colonel yeah. never did. No, Beavertown, Beavertown don't, yeah. don't do cask, do they? So, uh, yeah, but I think when it's, when it's really hot outside, uh, you know, a very cold pint is worth considering. Absolutely, it's yeah. still if you chilled at the bottom. It. If you can afford it. Yeah. Or it's somebody else's round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's when to go for the beaver town or the yeah. kernel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they are obviously very flavoursome and aromatised, aren't they? And I think that actually comes out a little more if you mm. get a chance for it to uh, warm up a little bit. Um, why is keg beer so much more expensive than cask? Nobody question knows. We've, we've asked each other. Yes. Over and over again. Well, I did ask an expert in the uh, the rake, uh, lady behind the bar there, yeah. and she went into a very lucid detail about mm. it. Unfortunately, I was in the rake, so I don't remember a single <laughs> word of what she said. <laughs> Good work. Um, so, yeah, 
if, uh, like us, you don't want to necessarily spend 50 quid on a round of four keg pints, what are your alternatives? Well, I mean, I always know that... Uh, oh, oh, as far as... Um, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Bring your own. Bring your of own? Of course. Go to the cost cutter. Pick up a bottle. Pick up a cheap bottle and head to a park bench or similar. Yeah, uh, there's lots of places around London where you can indulge in public drinking, where you can bring your own booze. Not the buses. Not the buses and not, not the, the tubes, tubes. But the train. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they encourage it. They give you little tables. Yeah. That's why we like the uh, London Bridge Charing Cross journey so much, isn't it? Mm. Nine minutes, 11 if you're on the stopper, and you can have a couple of tinnies. Or London Bridge to London, Victoria. It takes 55 minutes. Yeah. You've only got two miles. Yeah. <laughs> pissed out in mind <laughs> places we've enjoyed the sort of public buildings like um, the National Theatre where they've got lots of lovely balconies and terraces haven't yeah. they um, it costs nearly 30 quid to get a bottle of wine in the National Theatre and the bars don't even open till 5 so they really leave you no choice but yeah. to go to the cost cutter across the road pick up a bottle and then go. We used to enjoy sitting on the Lillian Bayless Terrace, didn't we? Yes. It's now called the Merrill Bank of Lynch. America, yeah. Merrill Wanker. Yeah, Terrace of yeah. Money. Yeah. Yeah, lovely, catchy name. And, um, but it's still a lovely terrace to sit on. Mm. And Somerset House across the river, uh, you may recall, is where I had my wedding reception. I do. Yeah. How uh, could I forget? A hundred of my closest friends. <laughs> and. <laughs> Everyone brought a bottle, and we took over the Italianate piazza. Weren't they surprised? They were a little surprised, mm. um, but uh, there's bugger all they could do about it. Yeah, I mean, I did, a couple of people said to me, "Jesus, how much did you, this cost you to have some as a house?" And I was like, <laughs> 10 grand." <laughs> um, they obviously you, don't know you. <laughs> no. You like cemeteries, don't you? I do like cemeteries. Yes, yeah. Nunhead is uh, a favourite, of yeah. course. Shooter's um, Hill, is that one, one of Shooter's Hill? It's got good uh, views. Yeah, there's one with that kind of triple aspect, isn't there, mm. over London, which is lovely, yeah. That's a p- good place for a beer picnic. Yeah. It's got solitude, um, yeah, a view. I mean, from yeah. Nunhead, you can see St Paul's. That's right, yeah. And uh, who's going to complain? I mean, they're dead. They're just jealous. <laughs> the Thames Beach can be um, a nice spot, can't it? You know, when the tide's out yeah. and the little sandy corners appear. Yeah. And uh, you get a, a, a sight of London that you don't usually see. Mm. And it's a bit of wilderness, isn't it? Uh, they can't build on that. No. Yet. A nice place for a spliff as well, isn't it? That's true, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously parks are great for taking your own. I mean, I prefer ones with a view like Greenwich or Brockwell or Crystal Palace is sensational, mm. isn't it? So yeah. You get massive horizons. Mm. One of my favourites, though, is the Three Mariners pub. <laughs> I put pub in inverted commas yeah. there because it's actually in a museum. You're familiar with this, aren't you? I We've am, been yes, there, yes we? on yeah. the island, yes. In the Museum of London on the Isle of Dogs. And they've got a sort of exhibition which is a mock-up of a Dockland village called Sailor Town. Yes. And as part of it, they've got this looks rather cracking pub. Yeah, it looks very authentic. Yeah. So you can take your own tinnies in, pick up a stool that you're supposed to watch the videos on, set it up at the bar. Yeah, and, I mean, you should have some mates. You could be taken for part of the exhibition, couldn't you? Yes. You'd probably get asked for some money. Yeah. To make some money. It's a money-making venture. A pound for a selfie, love. 
<laughs> Next up, we were going to talk about summer boozers. So let's say you've had payday. Forget the bring your own. You can now afford to splash out six yeah. pounds on a pint. Obviously, riverside pubs are, are, are great for that, mm. um, but you have to get there early because uh, they, they get mobbed. They, they get mobbed, so it's best to call in sick. Yes, try and, and get there for their opening time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ship at Wandsworth I like for that. Mm. Mm. Lovely until it gets round. Um, yeah, yeah. But places like the, the Founders and, and the Anchor both. You know, full of tourists yeah. very soon. So yeah, you know, so you need to be in there uh, very early indeed. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, make sure you get a pint and a chaser, or just absinthe, <laughs> or just bring your own. Just bring. In terms of uh, gardens, I'd like to give the uh, Fox on the Hill at Denmark Hill a shout. I think that's still to me the finest pub garden in South London. It um, is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, first, first of all, it's all grass, which is. Increasingly yeah. unusual, but lovely views across the city. Great, yes, almost like a country feel with the park across the road, isn't it? Mm. Very good pints, two pounds, and um, yeah, a, a, a cracking uh, stop off. I think it's it's the jewel in its rather small crown. The yeah. garden, isn't it? Yeah, I also like the garden at the Rye in Peckham. Yeah, uh, I mean they've got the bull, haven't they? Which yeah, is and, and the table tennis, and the table tennis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the rye out front for Bifter. Exactly, yeah. The double bubble. At the Magic Garden at Battersea I've enjoyed. and um, Oh, yeah. The Guildford Arms in, in Greenwich. I don't know if you remember going there. I do. It's sort of a, a surprise, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, isn't, that, isn't that sort of billed as the best secret garden in SE10 or something? Something, yeah. yeah. That's very nice, yeah. What about pubs with a view? Do we know any of those? Well, like do, the, do the Mayflower we... is lovely. For yeah, that, isn't it? back on the rivers, yeah. yeah. Actually, should give a shout-out to Doggett's Coat and Badge, actually, because although it's not perhaps a notable pub in and of itself, mm. where the beer selection is rather good, it does give you the opportunity of taking your pint directly down those steps onto the beach. Yeah, yeah if you're lucky with the tide, it's, yeah. it's a good yeah, Do, do make sure the tide's out. That's yeah, imperative. It's a certain death. Yeah. <laughs> Try and keep it light, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> possibly a shout-out for Hearn Hill to uh, the Half Moon's reopened, and that does have a cracking outside space. Now, all wrap-around sort of thing. It used mm. to be open at the front, still is. But at the back, they've got a big space as well. Mm. And uh, if that's too full, you could always go to Hearn Hill's Piazza and sit outside the newly reopened Pullens, which is now called Cluelins. Is it? Yeah. Right. Haven't been there yet. But yeah, another good summer spot. Is that enough summer spots? That's probably enough summer spots. Yeah. Should we move on to summer sports? Summer sports, very good. Love the segue. <laughs> on fire. Yes. Well, there's no football, is there? This is the problem. This is the problem with summer. Why? What do you do? Luckily, there are a number of uh, other sports on, mm. uh, so you, you don't have to talk about feelings. One of the most important ones is definitely the, the British and Irish Lions Tour. This is, apart from being a, a major sporting event, is important because kick-off is at 8.30 in the morning oh. and you can legitimately have a pint of breakfast. Yes. Is this because it's on the other side of the world? Yes, this is in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and as often happens, maybe every eight years, they're down that way. Yeah, lots of pubs open up, especially for it. and. Mm. Um, it does rather change your day to have a mm. pint at eight, and you know by the end of the game, you know, you've had 
you know, four or five pints, is ten o'clock in the morning. You know, you're. <laughs> it's going to change the path an of the day irrevocably, isn't it? Yeah. Make sure you don't have dinner with the in-laws. We would suggest that night. I would suggest. I, yes. I do remember going to an early match somewhere in Stoke Newington and. The old shillelagh. Yeah. yeah. We, we weren't sure if we fancied a pint, but as soon as we got in, they mm. thrust a bacon sandwich in your hand. Yeah, fr- they were free bacon sandwiches. Yes, yeah. I'd had a pint of Guinness. Pint of Guinness. And I ended up at a Genesis tribute band at the Royal Albert Hall that night. So that is the dangers of drink. That's the Your danger. doctor was right. Yes, that's yeah. the danger, that's for sure. Yeah. I've done a piece on uh, uh, football replacement this summer. And uh, the, the place I recommended for the Lions was uh, the actress in uh, East Dulwich. Oh, you know, yeah. You know it there? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, good. yeah. Um, Sometimes get there for the game, yeah. So they're opening... They're opening at 8am <laughs> and doing breakfast. Other sports this summer, there's uh, a test series against South Africa. And uh, I was recommending here, actually, the Sheaf, uh-huh. uh, I think, is a good spot for test cricket. Is it because they let us come in here for free? Not entirely. No. I mean, we have no. a long-standing relationship with... Uh, some of the people here, yeah, don't yeah, we? Yeah. Uh, some of which we'll mention a bit later. But um, also, it's um, it's very dark, and sometimes in the summer, if you're spending five days watching sport mm. in a pub, mm. you don't want to be reminded it's summer. No, so, I see um, what you're saying. You're in a basement here. You can you can kind of forget about the seasons. Yeah, yeah. So this is ideal, isn't it, for the season deserter of a sport that takes five days? It's yeah. like I'm just popping out to watch the game. See you Tuesday. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can I make a radical suggestion that you actually go and see some cricket, not necessarily test <laughs> cricket? Well, um, you've got the Oval for that, haven't got you? Got the Oval, yes, and uh, yeah, which is a wonderful day out, of course. Mm. Uh, also, Beckenham's County Ground, they have a couple of games there. They do. Uh, they have to be at the very height of summer, don't they, because they have no lights there, I seem to recall. Right, OK, yeah. Mm. A day out at the cricket is wonderful. You're, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can wander, you know, wander around wherever you go. There are mm. bars everywhere. You can mm. bring your own as well, mm. so... Mm. As uh, you may remember, when we went with Half Life to uh, the oh, county ground, God. and um, they said you can't bring more than I think four cans, <laughs> yes. but that's on the ticket, so it's like they're like saying, "Bring some booze." Yeah. Um, nonetheless, he did strap several cans <laughs> to his legs, yes. uh, which made him walk with a, a sort of a suspicious of, gait. Yes, yes, but he was unfriskable. You know, they thought, you know, he. he um, Thought he was injured or something. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah, clever. Tour de France, of course, is on. There's three weeks of beautiful French countryside. Yeah, exactly. And, That's what um, I watch it for. Tiny shorts. Uh, the pop-up at London Bridge of uh, Look Mum No Hands is very exciting because they have lovely beer, a mm. really good selection of uh, local ales. Mm. Um, it's a great place to uh, to watch the cycling, uh, and it'll be commentated by our Friend, could say. I've only met him once. Ned. Uh, Ned Bolting, yeah, yeah. who's a, a deserter aficionado. Wimbledon, of course. Oh, yes, that's great. I mean, I've been enjoying the French Open during my convalescence. You love a bit of the tennis, don't I you? I do. Especially the ladies, I've noticed. Necessarily. I'm yeah. a big Murray fan. I mean, right. it's just great to have a bit of British interest on you know, both sides now. And Murray yeah. in the men's and, uh, of course, Johanna Conta in the women's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not so happy about uh, her surge in up, up the rankings? Well, she was representing Australia till four years ago. I, I think it was longer ago than that. She moved to England when she was 14. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a, it's a bad thing, I'm just pointing out that she was Australia, playing for Australia. Right, yes. Until yeah. 2013. Okay, all right. 
Yeah, I mean, Heather's my girl. It's Heather, isn't it? That's, <laughs> yes. it's, it's all about Heather. Not, not Heather in marketing, Heather Watson. I know you're very yeah. fond of her, yeah. and, and understandably so. Um, yeah, but that's a fantastic um, t- you know, two weeks, isn't it, Wimbledon? And indeed the French Open. Now it's on ITV4. I mean, it, first yeah. of all, I like the fact you never quite know when it's going to start. So if Andy Murray's going to be playing third on centre court, mm. it could be at sort of... Uh, Four o'clock, could be mm. at six o'clock, could be at eight o'clock. Yeah, and you've been in the pub since 11. Yes, <laughs> preparing. Mm. And then when it does kick off, yeah. it could take four hours. Yeah. So you've really got to settle down. Yeah. Uh, we were recommending um, the refinery as a place to go. I mean, it's, so it's we not, were, yeah. uh, it's not a bar we'd probably go to normally. It's more of a cocktail bar, isn't it? But they right. do have a big screen outside. Mm. It's lovely to watch it outside. In, in Deck chairs. Deck chairs. Yeah. yeah. They're getting, into, they're getting into the spirit of it, don't they? Exactly, yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. And so do we. Indeed. Slightly more obscurely, I was recommending the Gaelic football. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever sort of gone out just to watch a Gaelic football match, but whenever I've come across one, yeah. uh, I found it very exciting. Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of a cross between rugby and football. Rugby and football? Mm. Right, OK, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it a bit like Aussie Rules, which I remember watching uh, when it was Don't mention TV. them. Them. No, don't. No, I mean, I'm sure the uh, Gaelic's the original. Less fighting? Uh, possibly. Uh, not necessarily, actually. No, 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 no. I did see a bit of a bundle on uh, the Dublin game the other day. Where would be the best places well, to catch Well, the first that? place that springs to mind is the Blythe Hill Tavern, of, of course, course. Because it is such a magnificent pub. Yes. I did pop there the other day, and every time I go there, I love it a little bit more. Mm. Mm. Um, it was in the afternoon, a uh, con about the uh, landlord was there, mm-hmm. and um, there was, uh, there was a, an old boy there who was uh, a little disappointed the Harveys wasn't on. Right, well, and, that's unusual. Yes, and, and con was saying, well, it's, it's nearly ready, you know, maybe you'd like to try a bit. So he said, oh, yeah, I'll have a taste. Uh, his taste was two-thirds of a pint. <laughs> I said, con, that's very generous. And he said, um, yeah, well, he's a Corbynist. Any Corbynist is a friend of mine. Oh. And, yeah, you know, I mean, you don't like to ask people's politics, generally mm-hmm. speaking, because you don't want to be, especially sort of slightly older people, you don't want to be put off a pub you love. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, it was very heartening. And lots of race talk. Horse racing, of course, is an all-round sport. Yes. Uh, what about golf? Is that a summer sport you'd no. indulge in? No, I really don't. Not even for the horticultural views? Not really, to no. be honest. I, I, I don't really enjoy playing it for more than a minute, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I like watching it for less. Oh, right, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, big fan, big fan. Um, I, I'd like, if they were, I think if they had one ball and two players were going for it. Both go for the same both ball. Both going for the same yeah. ball, bit one more, hole. A bit more contact. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is yeah. one of the things that's wrong with golf, is the ball's a little bit small. It is a bit I like small. To, if I'm watching some sport, I like to see the ball. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you? What are you watching? The outfits? <laughs> Definitely not. Though. Yeah. Have you seen football golf? Yeah, there's a football couple golf. Of, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a couple of courses around, isn't there? Oh, are there? Yeah. 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 It's one in Orpington, is it? Maybe. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I haven't seen. I that. think we've got to have a go, haven't we? Let's have a crack. That sounds more like it. All right. Is this uh, the current affairs section or the news? Um, yes. Both. <laughs> This or is indeed neither. Well, it's all news with some pub and beer news in it. Okay. Uh, well, first up, we're in Borough. We do uh, this podcast in the Sheaf in Borough, and uh, we're 
Very happy to report Borough's now reopened. Very happy to be back in the borough, yeah. I, I did pop back on Wednesday, actually, to, mm. the, to the market, and uh, it was a, a relief and a pleasure to see it open again and, and normal, you know, queues, that yes. sort of thing. Which is uh, people having a pint, um, yeah. which largely reflects our response to terrorist attacks, doesn't it? It does. It has been a constant refrain whenever we feel threatened. Mm. I seem to remember after the 7-7 bombings, we all made our way variously on foot to the Lord Clyde. We did. Where um, I think we asked them to turn off the rolling news and put on the racing from Ascot. We did, yes, and we had to really. I mean, there's not much you can learn from rolling news after you've seen it ten times. Yeah. And we didn't know what was going to happen in the racing. No. Um, then uh, you, had, you had to go back up and ask them to turn the volume up, didn't you? Um, yeah. I think they were a little bit surprised. But once the volume had up and the racing got underway, it was pretty much a normal night in the Clyde, wasn't it? It was. I think they appreciated it. Yeah. The terrorists didn't win that night, and no. sadly neither did we. No. Of course, did you just bump into Jeff Ho at the bar? I did just bump, I just bought Jeff Ho his first drink since leaving hospital. Um, Jeff, you may know, you may have read about in, in several of the newspapers, mm. uh, was one of the heroes of uh, the, the Borough attack. Uh, yeah. He's a regular at the Sheaf, and uh, he did hold off the three attackers uh, from um, uh, for several of the people in uh, black and blue who uh, mm. he was trying to defend. Mm. Uh, he had his, his, well, throat cut, I guess mm. you could say. He's, uh, he's holding on to it uh, right now while he's having a half. Oh. Um, and uh, he, he, he wrote a, uh, a very uh, powerful account of the night uh, in The Express, because he's a, he's a financial journalist but right. for The Express, but mm. he, he, uh, so that's why he ended up in The Express. And... Um, uh, the thing that struck me about his heroism was that um, he spoke of spending the night in the sheaf mm. and then having a pint on the way home. But he had that pint at the Southwark Tavern, which is about 100 metres down the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is very good work. And this is his normal MO, I understand. Uh, a, a, apparently a so, he often pops in there, yeah. 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 It's like a pudding, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, good to see Jeff Excellent. out and about again. Um, of course, Roy was also caught up in it, wasn't he? Um, he was. Fuck off our Millwall. Fuck off our Millwall, he allegedly shouted at the uh, attackers. Yeah. And, uh, there yeah. are many clubs you could shout that uh, about and, and get any kind of response. No. I mean, you, you couldn't shout, fuck off our Fulham, could you? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not going to no. run from that. No. But, uh, yes, that would strike fear into even the most seasoned terrorist, I believe. Um, anyway, on to other pub and beer news. Um, we are pleased to report we did make it to the Alex, Alex in Penge. You yes. may recall from podcasts gone by that there's been speculation, suggestion, that they don't do pints, yes. that they only do schooners. We so have been banging on about it. We, we bang on about it. Anyway, we made a special trip down there. We were working around the corner in Southey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we can confirm that they only do schooners. I heard you, Dirty South, with my own ear say at the bar, I'll have a pint of that, please. Yeah. Without comment, he handed you a schooner. I know. I mean, I guess they're just fed up with it. Must be absolutely just fed up with it. 
completely. What do you mean you don't do pints? You don't yeah. do. Um, anyway, it all looked rather nice. I mean, it was it wasn't a pub. It was it was more of a sort of a bar, wasn't it? it had a it's bar a bit bar like, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the schooners. I mean, it is a bit disappointing because they look more like a half really? than, a, than a than a pint, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it did, I did have to go back there recently because I was I was in the area and I had an, an hour to kill, but I was driving, mm. so I um, was quite pleased that I could have four-thirds of a pint. Yes, I suppose that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I suppose what we're saying is if you like fractions, get down the attics. Exactly. The dog in uh, Dulwich mm-hmm. is officially reopening on Monday. It is actually open already. Yeah, Nedley James has already been in there. Yes, that's right. And in fact, by the time this goes out, it will be officially opened, come to think of it. But, yeah, it's largely the same, from what I can gather. Uh-huh. Your poor service, <laughs> crowds and big queues. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but they have got the lovely sun trap out front, which is important. Yes. Also, it's the only freaking pub in the village. And everywhere deserves a pub. Yes. Everywhere. Whatever you may think of any area, mm. it deserves a pub. Yeah. You notice the White Hart has... Uh, is open again in New Cross. Yes, yeah. I did notice that the White Hart Hotel. Um, I think it's probably been open for a little while. I think I just, it has. Yeah. I just hadn't noticed. Yeah. Um, it's had a makeover, hasn't it? And um, yeah, it's now very popular with the youngins. I understand. Well, I mean, there's loads of them in New Cross, isn't there? Yes, because of, of Goldsmiths and uh, and really, it's, it's quite a long way from say the Rose to Montague Arms. You need a pub in between. Mm, um, mm, mm. Good point. And uh, yeah, they've got a late license, three a.m. at the yeah. weekends. Guest DJs. And they do. Uh, they have something called One Keg Wonders, where they, mm. they do a keg of a lovely beer. Or a couple of weeks ago, it was the Cloudwater Dipper, nine percent. Wow. Four point no, no, four pounds seventy a pint. That's very. Which good. is very good for keg, yeah. especially at nine percent. Yeah. So yeah, they've, they've obviously got something good going on there. Yeah. Are you asking me out? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I saw that evening was that the Thomas Beckett was open again on the Old Kent Road. Thank I thought that Lord. was lost and gone forever. So did I. There was some terrible... Someone got stabbed with a biro over an argument on the Guardian crossword. Or, it happens. Or did I just it's make... a very emotional subject. It is, yeah. Yes, anyway, it's been through a number of iterations and it looked like it was going to close for good. That, that is very good to hear because a lot of those, those old pubs on Old Kent Road have disappeared. Exactly, they? yeah. The Old Kent Road was really s- struggling for pubs. It's a historic pub. It's a mm. historic boxing pub, for mm. one thing, and... And I read on their history page that it's where Muhammad Ali met Darth Vader. Darth Vader, the fictional character? Uh, well, actually, the person who played Darth I Vader, yes. I think he told Muhammad Ali he was his dad. I know, something like that. <laughs> and then uh, I understand the Gowlet's been sorted. This, I'm a bit oh, vague wait. on this, the Gowlet uh-huh. in Peckham. Someone posted, I think it was actually Johnny himself from the Gowlet, posted a picture of an article... Mm. In, the, in, the, in the local newspaper Peckham Peculiar mm. on Twitter which I couldn't read because the print was too small and it was too fuzzy OK, you just expand the... No, I expanded oh, it. Oh, oh don't, no, th- I know oh. how to expand okay. I can expand, oh. so I can do the pinch <laughs> whatever it is It was just a terrible photo, oh. Johnny Terrible oh. photo <laughs> You know, it's just, it was too many media the right. photo but you got of the a gist, newspaper you? I mean, it, The gist it, seemed it, to be it's sorted. Okay, great. They, well, they were the subject, subject of a noise abatement order, and um, yeah, which the sort of thing that drives us mad. But um, mm. they seem to have um, got to the bottom of it and come out still open, which is great. Excellent. John Harmon got in touch, didn't he, about an exhibition? Yeah, another gallery. John Harwood, I should say. Yeah, um, at the Morley Gallery. 
called Between Dog and Wolf, A South London Twilight. He got in touch to say that his mate Dave is the artist involved in it, but um, in classic deserter style has neglected to publicise it. (laughs) And the exhibition is an exploration of Old South London, Battersea, Hearn Hill, and something akin to a pub crawl taking the execution sites along the old Brighton Road from Kennington to Croydon. Oh, that sounds fascinating. It does sound very fascinating. Yeah. He also highlighted another aspect of the exhibition, John, which he enjoyed, which was the trolling of John Ruskin. Right. Yeah. John, yeah, John, I like that. John Ruskin ran away from Hearn Hill famously because it was all getting too built up. And now, says John brilliantly, almost everything made of concrete in the area is named after him. <laughs> well, it's nice to see him getting trolled for something other than pubic hair. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the Morley Gallery, 61 Westminster Bridge Road, until the 29th of June. Beer festivals. Come There's on. lots of them. Come on. This is the big news. This is the bit I've been waiting for. Yeah, I mean, so there's the Dulwich Hamlet Football Club South London Beer Festival at Champion Hill. Yes. Um, on the 24th and 25th of June. Eight breweries lined up in person, another half a dozen represented in some form or other. Cans, holograms, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> so that's very exciting, and that's where we'll have uh, Deserter IPA and. The football saison. The football saison. Yeah, come on. So, that, unfortunately, that coincides with the Catford Beer Festival, but that is on for three days. That is on for three days, so you could go to that Friday. Yeah, or both, or, two in a day. Yeah, I mean, and that's at the Catford, Catford Bridge Tavern, isn't it? Right, um, OK. They also have a lot, of, a number of South London brewers. Uh, it's about five brewers, but they're all from South London, mm. um, including Bianca Road, who, who I don't know... Uh, have you come across them? I haven't had anything by Bianca Road. No, where are they? They're uh, Peckham, they're, apparently. They're yeah. Peckham, right, OK. Um, and they're also at the London Brewers Market, uh, which is on the Friday night at Greenwich Market. Right. Which uh, That's it, on the fr- Friday the Friday 23rd. The 23rd right, the, okay. yeah. So there's absolutely no excuse for sobriety in South London no, this weekend. not this weekend. I, I don't want to hear it. No, yeah. don't, don't write in and say, I'm staying sober this weekend, we're not that bothered. Yeah. Finally, uh, in our uh, regular publishing roundup section, <laughs> <laughs> we've got news. Um, we, we met with the people for, with the people from Unbound, didn't we? A crowdsourcing publishing outfit, if you're unfamiliar with them, about the possibility of doing a deserter guidebook to South London. Indeed, yes, an abuser's guide, possibly an abuser's guide. Um, which looks like it's going to get off the ground. So there's an advance notice of that because you might want to start saving <laughs> because uh, we're going to be asking you possibly to contribute to that for, for things like an advance copy. There's a seri- There'll be a series oh, of rewards. Rewards, yeah. Rewards, yeah. yeah. So you'll get your name in the book, for example, yeah. or you'll be able to have a chance to come around and wash our socks. Yeah. Or I thought maybe a night with our producer, Matt, <laughs> At his family home. Uh, <laughs> maybe meet the family. Yeah. Load the dishwasher. He'll take you out for a pint. What, what, what could explain, what, explain exactly why you're there to the wife? <laughs> what, what, what could listeners expect from a night at the Shay Hall? Shea, Shea Hall. Shea Hall. Uh, a very, a very jumpy dog. Oh yeah, mm. they like uh, that. He'll put that, jot that down. Yeah, um, we could possibly fire up the pizza oven in the back garden. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, this I is going to be. It. This is one of the top rewards. <laughs> you two aren't coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, more news of that. Um, obviously, we'll finalise some of the detail of Shea Hall. <laughs> uh, not to mention the copy. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about writing the fucker. So on to um, social media. Social media. Yeah. What is social media again? Uh, that's where we don't do nothing. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I particularly enjoyed uh, at David Hartrick's posting just a, a, a section from Glorious, the Paul Gascoigne story. Oh, and it was glorious. It was glorious, wasn't it? I thought maybe it's worth reading the bit, the one I saw. I don't know if he's posted more, but um, it goes something like this. On one of our days off, we went down to the beach to sunbathe. David had joined the squad, and ever since he arrived, he hadn't stopped going on about Doug Ellis, the Aston Villa owner and Platty's boss. It was all Doug Ellis has the best yacht, Doug Ellis is going to do this, Doug Ellis is going to do that, Doug Ellis has installed the best pitch. By lunchtime, we'd had a few drinks. That's your favourite line, isn't it? <laughs> By lunchtime, we'd had a few drinks, although we shouldn't have, and it was decided, I decided it was time to take the piss. There was a big-ass yacht anchored about 300 yards off the beach, and when I saw it, I shouted, Oh, look, Dougie in his boat! I started to swim out to it, and a few of the lads followed, mainly because I said they would probably have loads of drink on board. As we got near, I was calling out, Oh, Dougie, Dougie, where are you? Just then a bloke peered over the side. Hello, Paul. Fuck me. It was Doug Ellis. <laughs> about eight of us clambered on board, including Gary Lineker's missus. We must have got through about 30 <laughs> bottles of champagne and all his food. It was brilliant. <laughs> At one point, I leapt on Mrs Lineker for a laugh, and we both tumbled over the side and into the ocean. Fortunately, she saw the funny side, but I'm not sure Gary did. By the time we had to leave, I was smashed. We were swimming back and I was about 100 yards from shore when I got tired. I decided the best thing to do was take a deep breath, dive to the seabed, give myself a moment to relax, <laughs> then, then push up and swim back as fast as I could. Yeah, I know, not the smartest decision I've made, but I was pissed. As I was coming back... I must have got turned round, because after resurfacing and swimming hard, I looked up expecting to see the shore, but discovered I was heading out in the wrong direction. I was beginning to struggle, and I panicked a bit. It was quite frightening. I started to wave my arms in the air, and lucky enough, a little dinghy with an outboard motor turned up. It was Gary Lineker and another bloke. Get in, you daft bastard, he said. <laughs> when I looked up, it was Nigel Kennedy, the violinist. Give us a tune then, Nigel, I said. Handel's water music, he laughed. I didn't have a clue what he was on about. <laughs> I mean, oh, that, that's brilliant. That's, you've got to, we've got to buy that autobiography. That's yeah. glorious by Paul Gascoigne. Continuing with uh, football news, uh, this just in... Um, oh. uh, just been in, handed a piece of paper. Just been handed a piece of paper, literally. Uh, the, the first round of the English Football League Cup has been drawn. And yeah. uh, South London's Charlton Athletic have mm. been drawn twice... Unfortunately, not against each other. <laughs> oh, look, they're, twi- they're in the draw twice. They're in the draw twice, yeah. Um, they're playing uh, Exeter away and Cheltenham at home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, heads are going to roll. Uh, yeah, um, so... Uh, Maybe an outing for the uh, second eleven. Yeah, if they've got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they'll both get through to the second round. I yes. <laughs> And draw and each other. Yeah. yeah. And they're in the semis. I'm doubtful. <laughs> if they were playing each other, they probably wouldn't go through. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 
sorry, mate. Another thing I liked on the social media was the reaction. You may remember in our last episode, our computerised helper, Alex. How could I forget? Yeah, who made our life so easy. Mm. He got, got a bit of a post bag. Bale's photo, that's Bale's, isn't it? Yeah. He said, Alex is by far the most accomplished performer on the show. Thanks, Bells. Thanks, Bells. Um, Charlie on Facebook wondered if he was going to be given his own regular slot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Trina C was asking if Alex is single. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever asked whether we're single. <laughs> Maybe uh, Alex could go out with Heather. I think Heather's already got her eyes on him. Yeah. And as we know, what Heather wants, Heather gets. Yeah, don't we? Anyway, um, given he was so freaking popular and everything, um, we thought we'd reprise... Uh, Alex, here he, he's written a poem. What? <laughs> and so here's Alex reading his own poem, The Beer Garden. In the middle and dim daylight, I say, I beg your pardon. We all caress our pints in an out-of-town beer garden. A pleasure incommensurate with our obsequious life of toil. A leisure short enough to keep desire upon the boil. So come one, come two. Come on now please, tell what our labour's worth. We'll drink the afternoon away, and never go back to work. That is pretty good. Do you think? I think that, I think... Do you think he's going to get more fan mail now? I think he's annoyingly good. Mm. Uh, that is peak artificial intelligence, isn't it? Writing poetry. Yeah, I mean, I mean that is... They're not just about wiping us out. No, taking our jobs. They want to write our poetry. Yeah. All right, got to give it to him. Yeah. Well, hats off. I think that's about it for now, isn't it? I reckon. Should we let Alex do the outro again? So he seems so popular. You know what? I'm thinking, fuck Alex. Oh. Who does he think he is with his fan mail and his received pronunciation? I see. I mean, was he up all night preparing for this podcast? No, certainly not. Were you? No, I was in. <laughs> I was in the pub with Roxy and the twins. To be fair, but that's not my point. Or if it is my point, then I wish to change it. Maybe I could do an impression. This I must hear. Thanks to Matt Hall for producing. And to the chief in Barra for hosting us. Find us on deserter.co.uk And on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter as DeserterBlog. <laughs> That's much. <laughs> it's a piece of piss. Alex, you're fired. Where is he anyway? Is that him over there at the bar chatting up Karina? Oh, he's checking up the contactless card reader. Smoked <laughs> <laughs> bastard. Smoked bastard. Barman? Eject that man. He's a computer. <laughs> <laughs>